0: we at Inner Picture Stories are delighted to present the IPS t-shirts. T-shirts that change the world. Not only does each t-shirt design tell a story and carry a message of light waiting to be spread in your life and to those around you, but with each purchase you also get to choose the cause you would like to support where parts of your money will go. The causes that these shirts support vary from the environment to animals to those struggling with mental health issues, suicidal thoughts, loneliness and diseases such as cancer. For further information about the IPS t-shirts and about the good causes you can support, simply go to innerpicturestories.com and take a look at these stunning t-shirts that can change the world. Welcome to the Inner Picture Stories Podcast. My name is Yelis Vaz, your host and the founder of Inner Picture Stories, the educational platform on life. I hereby invite you to come on a journey with me. In each episode, we will dive into the life of an inspiring person seeking lessons of wisdom about life and the world we live in. Answers that you can take away and use in your own life. It's true that no one ever said life would be easy, but it's also true that no no one ever said you had to do it alone.
1: So get ready and let the journey begin. I have no limits on what I can do with my health, with, you know, with my physiology. It's, it's, it's amazing what the body can do and we just don't realize that we've forgotten that. You know like we've, we've been so, so comfortable for so long and we've got this weird idea of what like happiness and success actually means that we've, we're not listening to our bodies anymore. We're kind of so up in, in our heads. Everything we need is inside us and once we learn to make that connection and we can overcome fear and and operate from a place of kind of understanding, compassion, love, as woo-woo as that sounds, we are our own masters. This is
0: episode 011 with Richard Ayling. What's up there, everyone? Welcome to the Inner Picture Stories podcast, this is Elie Svaz, your host and the founder of Inner Picture Stories, the educational platform on life. I know it's been a little while since there's been a new episode. My sincerest apologies for that. Just sometimes life can get pretty busy. However, a whole bunch of new episodes are in the making, starting with this most exciting episode right here. Our guest on the show is Richard Ayling, a life coach specializing in mindset, movement, breathwork and flow, a certified Wim Hof instructor and founder of Realign Coaching, which offers retreats and services such as one-on-one coaching, in-company training, public speaking, and of course, Wim Hof workshops. Now, the main topic of this interview will be about the Wim Hof method, which is a method founded by no one other than Wim Hof, also known as the Iceman. Just a little bit about Wim Hof, but we go more in-depth a little bit about that uh, through the interview and also in the show notes, you can find much more about Wim Hof too. But Wim Hof is a Dutch daredevil who holds 26, yes, 26 world records and who established a scientifically proven method, the Wim Hof Method, that allows you to influence your own autonomic nervous system along with just a tremendous amount of more benefits. The method itself is quite easy actually consisting of one part breathing technique and another part called therapy. The benefits of it, however, are quite astonishing. Just to sum up a few, the breathing technique has been scientifically shown to strengthen the vagus nerve, improve the immune system, increase efficiency of O2 use. The cold therapy has scientifically shown to improve sleep, mood, metabolism, creativity, and decrease inflammation. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Now, I will leave it to Rich to explain more about this in the interview as he does a remarkably better job of it than I possibly can here. Of course, this interview also digs into Rich's past and uh, all the immune disease he was diagnosed with, how he stumbled upon Wim Hof and the reasons why he changed his life around and became a Wim Hof instructor and started Realign Coaching. This is truly a fascinating interview and I greatly enjoy talking with Rich. He's a very humble person with some valuable words of wisdom and insights that I will not keep you waiting for much longer. Just one last thing that I need to mention. Never do this breathing exercise in water or while driving a vehicle. The reason why is that you can fade. So always do it in a safe environment and not somewhere white it might be dangerous. Shallow water blackouts can be fatal. This is not to scare anyone, but just a safety note you need to be aware of but throughout the interview, we will touch more upon this. And also in the show notes, you can read more about that. Now, having gotten that out of the way, please enjoy this interview with Richard Ailing on how to become superhuman. Rich, a warm welcome here to the Inner Picture Stories podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Uh, very happy to have you on and, and extremely excited about what we will be talking about, which is a technique called the Wim Method. Something that once you start with it can literally make you seem superhuman to others. Now, (laughs) before we move to to there, I do always like to start off with a few starting questions for both of us to get a little bit warmed up. And uh, the first starting question that I have for you is, do you have any morning routines that you feel contribute to your happiness or something that you do
1: to start your day off on the right note? Yeah, I do. Um, And... I've been working through lots of different ideas about morning routines. And and what I've found over the years is that it's never always going to be the same. I kind of try and tune into what I need uh, in that moment rather than stick to some regimented regime. And so there's normally based around yoga. Um, There's always going to be coffee involved, maybe journaling, uh, meditation, perhaps some kind of movement, you know, like um, yoga, qigong, maybe go for a run. If I'm in Changu, then go for a surf. Yeah, so it's based around these kind of ideas, but it's it's pretty flexible.
0: Yeah, especially if you're travelling around, then uh, you can keep the same one all the time. Um, <laughs> exactly. The next, yeah, the the next one uh, question that I have, and and this is pretty much like like your your thoughts on it, right? So, but what do you think is the cause of unhappiness in most people?
1: The cause of unhappiness. Um, Yeah, I think it mainly comes down to um, a lack of uh, connection. That being connection to yourself, you know, knowing what your your true self really is and wants, and then from there, like the lack of connection and and the way you relate, therefore, to other people around you and to your environment. I think um, in major cities, you've got a lot of you know people that are not interacting, and they're, they're all kind of compacted together and. Not not living in that space anymore, I kind of really see it when I'm back. You know, you you go up to somebody and say, hello, how's it going? And they look at you like you've got some kind of disease as opposed yeah. to, like, you know, being out in nature in the forest. And there just seems to be a lot more of a kind of colloquial vibe. And whereas I'm not saying we should all move and live in the forests. It's, it's definitely it revolves around connection for me. Um, and... It it goes deep, you know, there's a lot of deep work people can do there And I think that's a lot of where inflammation and everything stems from and I'm sure we'll touch on that later but um, it fundamentally a a lack of connection and and knowing kind of who we are and, and why we're here and what we're meant to do really
0: Yeah, I agree with that for sure a final question here of the starting questions So I personally think appreciation is everything in life. Do you have any any practices yourself or is there something that you do to remind yourself of your appreciation
1: of life? Yeah. I mean, I guess we're talking about gratitude. That's the, the, the same kind of ballpark. Um, yeah, it's really something that I try not to, you know, remind myself to do, um, you know, with a reminder on my phone or something, because then it mm-hmm. becomes a bit like, uh, just that something to do and check off a list, you know, it's like, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm grateful for coffee. Great. Um, as opposed to really kind of, checking in with myself on a daily basis and it will happen spontaneously it will just be that okay stop working sit feel into your body a bit and there'll be some kind of something will come up always about wow i really enjoyed that conversation with that person earlier on i'm really grateful for you know this thing in my life it's um i try to <laughs> i try to make it um spontaneous without you know, sort of forcing myself to do it because then it's, it's not authentic and then you'll never get that kind of, yeah, like authentic uh, sort of hormone production and, and actual feeling. That's what we're here to enjoy. If it's forced, then it becomes very unnatural and this, this isn't the point. After a while, when you kind of make it into a, a routine, um, then it just comes up naturally.
0: Definitely. So with that last question there of the starting questions, um, I'm very excited to move to the main subjects of this interview which is about the Wim Hof method, but also about your past life and what you do today. And there's honestly so much I want to touch upon and ask you, as uh, this is quite some interesting topics that we will talk about, but I've managed to keep my questions to a reasonable amount. Now, <laughs> I'd like to start with the following question. For any listener who has never heard about Wim Hof and the Wim Hof method, so someone who has absolutely no idea who he is and what it is, how would you briefly introduce Wim Hof and the Wim Hof method to them? And uh, we will, we will, by the way, come to dive much more in depth into everything throughout the interview, like about the science and the technique itself. But this is just to bring some clearance to anyone who has like, never heard about Wim Hof or the Wim Hof method.
1: Sure. I would say that Wim Hof is a, like a Dutch daredevil uh, with 26 world records who is a seeker, curious mind, someone who has experimented and has... Managed through cold exposure and uh, sort of breath work based on, you know, years of thousands of years of yogic uh, kind of experience to create a profound method that we can all use to self-heal and bring clarity and calm and reduce stress in our lives. And it's something that anyone can do. That's, That's the simple way of putting it.
0: Yep, no, that's a great introduction of uh, the Wim Hof, Wim Hof and the Wim Hof Method. So, before we move more into the direction of of digging deeper into the Wim Hof Method, I'd like to ask you a few questions about your past. Before all this, becoming a Wim Hof instructor and starting realign coaching, which we will touch upon more uh, soon, but before all this, what were you doing that urged you to change your life around?
1: Mm, yeah. I got a very sort of sharp wake-up call um, in the form of uh, yeah, an autoimmune disease. Being diagnosed with an autoimmune disease um, that was that came about from a, a lifestyle of kind of working a lot, not really enjoying what I was doing, being creatively blocked, not in a kind of happy relationship, and not taking care of my body. And so, essentially, my body then you know gave me a few warning signs which I ignored and. Yeah, you know, up up came this autoimmune disease, which I was told would be with me for the rest of my life, and I'm not someone that you know likes to be told things like that, and so that kind of made a shift to then slowly but surely like start taking responsibility for my actions, my health in a, um, a much deeper way, and so I was managing a bar restaurant at the time, and I kind of quit that. Um, I went travelling around the world. I learned to after moving to Germany, um, yeah, really kind of through nutrition and like meditation yoga like lots of kind of practices like that basically take back control of my health to some extent that was that was the that was the the big shift in my life and once you learn to or you're able if you can to make that kind of shift and i was able to come off my medication and really feel a sense of control that then led me to feel super empowered and that started the self-development path. And so then I started thinking, well, why would I be just like, you know, sort of freelancing on my own? Why, how, how can I take this to the next level and grow and grow and grow? And um, then realized that, you know, once I've got to this level that I aimed for, what's the next step is to be, then be of service and give something back, you know? And so from there, I've kind of developed this idea of, of realign coaching and, and here I am.
0: Just touching about something that you were, you were saying, I read you were, you were diagnosed with Uh, quite a serious disease namely ulcerative colitis can you Mm. like when did you get diagnosed with it and as well could you explain to us a little bit more about the disease like what it is sure i mean it's not
1: fun so if any listeners just (laughs) eat i mean no no disease is fun so of course true um yeah so i was diagnosed in 2006 yeah so it's way back now um yeah yeah so this disease is a little shy of Crohn's disease. So, what happens is um, ulcers build up inside the the colon, and the lining actually starts breaking down. This is like you know chronic inflammation. The lining starts breaking down. You start passing blood when you eat food. You know you, your stomach's extremely sensitive. So I wasn't able to process any of the nutrients. So I was like super low on energy, spending hours of my day kind of trying to you know uh, use the toilet, but was just in absolute agony. Yeah, horrific. I mean, not life threatening but life-altering most definitely and so i was forced to take steroids in the form of cortisol to reduce the inflammation on you know on pills like day and night Uh, chronic insomnia as a result of that um so it wasn't fun and i was told that yeah this would be the case for the rest of my life unless i sort of radically changed my lifestyle so wow is it actually
0: is it like lifelong that you have the disease or I read yeah, let's be about clear. This this,
1: this is uh, ulcerative colitis. Is um, I was told it was a, a chronic illness, meaning I would have it for the rest of my life. And mm-hmm. whereas I was able to kind of through all these um, methods that I mentioned before, kind of reduce the symptoms. Uh, sh- if there was any stress to come back into my life, or perhaps if I you know wasn't careful or militant with the kind of foods that I was eating, then the symptoms and the inflammation would would come back up again. And so I'd come out of remission and then be straight back into the same situation i was before so yeah it was um it was something that i was told yep this is your thing for the rest of your life luckily i've uh, managed to prove them wrong with that and i think yeah, <laughs> we've all got the potential to to self-heal and do that and that's why well, that's not uh, a, a claim it's it's something that um it's a lot about mindset as well i hope we can touch on that later on but the doctors uh, and nurses of this world are, are fantastic individuals and they work within a framework and. You know they do the best they can with the light they have to see by and of course they're, they're trained to give us external medication but what the wim hof method and, and plenty of other kind of practices around breath work um for example will tell us is that we do have the ability to kind of self-heal generate our own hormones instead of being injected with them you know so that's that's kind of what's exciting to me and watching myself balance out these uh, these hormones and, and creating them myself and not needing them externally was, was a really encouraging uh, sign and, and Feeling the difference was uh, was profound.
0: Yeah, and, and this is actually interesting that you said so because Like, you know doctors and nurses like yeah they, they can do quite a lot of great things But they're sort of limited with sort of the framework that they've been given and and this is where if you get like a method like the Wim Hof method which is actually scientifically proven to work it's very hard for many people to, to actually believe it works. But we'll touch upon that more uh, in a second though. But um, I actually, and this might be a little bit of a, uh, a similar question or um, the answer might be similar that you've already uh, said so, but you wrote on your website something very interesting to me, which I totally understand, both from personal experience of, of losing my own father when I was young, but so from other guests that we had on the podcast you wrote that your diagnosis of ulcerative colitis may have been a blessing in disguise. And again, I totally understand how, but it's maybe more to get the words out of there as a reminder for everyone. But how and why did you found this to be a blessing in the end for you?
1: Yeah, um, I guess people with the illness or similar illnesses and have had it a lot more serious than I have and they haven't had the choice. Maybe they've had their colon out and a clostomy bag put in and they haven't had that choice to make. Mike, kind of react to that. Um, what I mean by that is that I go back to this wake-up call, you know, we often, individuals or as a society, need this wake-up call to kind of realize that something is seriously wrong with with what's going on. Trump is like an obvious cheap target, but you know, it's kind of like, whoa, you know, if we go back into, you know, sort of Germany, like uh, you know, a few decades back, you know, there's, there's plenty of obvious examples that when everyone's just, whoa, okay, hang on, um, there's symptoms of, you know, what's going on around you. and. If I may compare Nazi Germany to my ulcerative colitis, it was a case of, whoa, hang on, what am I doing to my body? What's going on? Luckily, I was able to do something about it. But that's what I mean. It's a blessing in disguise. It was a wake-up call and a sign for me to say, okay, step up. You can do something about this. You can influence this. So I didn't know that at the time, but there was just this sort of sense and belief of, like, well, I'm going to try and, you know, fortunately, I've come out the other side and now I have complete control of this disease to the point where I, it's not there anymore. I, I have no limits on what I can do with my health, with, you know, with my physiology. It's, it's, it's amazing what the body can do. And we just don't realize that. We've forgotten that. We've been so, so comfortable for so long. And we've got this weird idea of what like, happiness and success actually means. we're not listening to our bodies anymore. We're kind of so up in in our heads and distracted with social media and blah, blah. All the the interesting practices that I'm learning about, especially here in Ubud, in in Bali, that's full of somatic awareness, you know, what's going on inside your body and and that connection, that's fundamental. And once you've learned to kind of make that connection, listen to what your body really wants and not your mind, then suddenly you start to make that connection and, and you can start having an influence.
0: Yeah, we're definitely losing touch with uh, connecting with our own body. When, when did Wim Hof and Tismet enter the picture for you? Did someone introduce him to you or
1: how did you learn about him? I think like most people <laughs> that I've talked to, it was through the the Tim Ferriss podcast. I mean, oh, I great. was a big yeah. fan of, of that. I had the four-hour work week, which, you know, really changed the way that um, I managed my life and enabled me to travel and work. Um, and someone said, hey, check it out. Yes, yeah, great, right? And someone said, yeah. check this, this this guy out. Um, Listen to the podcast. Like, who is that? The Vice documentary which like just profound every time I watch it. Um, like, who is this guy? You know, like, not necessarily what can he do, but there's just – there's that – What's going on here? I want to know what that's about. You know, there's the superhuman element was not the point for me. It was just like this guy, the way he holds himself, you know, there's Mm -hmm. there's just something. Um, And I just got attracted to the method through that. Very quickly did the uh, 10 week online course. This was back in March, 2016. And within three weeks, I, I felt the shift in my body. You know, within three weeks, I felt something had fundamentally changed. And I started to test my, my limits and, of course, then started to find that there were none anymore. And that this inflammation had basically disappeared. And that's through breathing regularly, like every day, and taking the cold showers as per the, the 10-week course. So, immediately then just went, okay, I need to be an instructor of this. This is kind of what I want to do with my life. I want to give back and what a perfect way to do it. I've just healed myself. How can I pass this on to anyone else? Little did I realize that I'd be one of the first instructors in the world outside of, of the Netherlands, which was uh, really exciting. But there's loads more of us now, and it's just a growing community. And, um, yeah, meeting each other and bumping into each other all, all around the world, and um, it's, it's a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah, I don't know how many instructors are there, but there's quite a big list. But that must be quite cool, actually, to to run into another, a fellow instructor who went through the same like you did. Uh, but that must be really cool, I think. But talking, like, what was... What, What was actually eventually the trigger or the click that you made with yourself to pursue this training of becoming a Wim Hof instructor? Was there like any specific uh, conversation that you had with yourself or, or someone that helped you in deciding to do this? Or like what was like the click that went over that you said like, I really want to go and do this?
1: It felt really like a calling, like when you figure out what you're meant to do with your life. It's abundantly clear. It's just like a slap in the face. Like, wow, this is it. This is what I want to do. Um, and it just called me immediately. And I was like, I'm doing this. And I went to the first training. And I thought, okay, let's check the other guys out. What is this? And there's just this tribe of connection. And like, wow, and we're doing this, you know. And I just remember sitting around the, the in the room where the whole sort of video course was recorded. There's a big fire. We're sort of playing mini pool with William. And we're all chatting and connecting. And it's like, this is it. This is absolutely it. There was just no questions. There's no conversation I need to have with myself. It was just, I know, like, you know, this is it.
0: Just uh, out of curiosity, how did the training look like? Like how long was it? Where was it? And what did you had to undergo during the training?
1: Mm, pretty deep. It was. I mean, there was an advanced weekend where sort of people apply and then they go for the uh, whole weekend of lots of uh, lectures and lots of uh, kind of ice bars. And, and there's like a deeper dive that you could, anyone can do after the 10 week training and then once like a bunch of us were then accepted through that because we then had to apply apply and say like what we wanted to do the, me- with the method and how we wanted to kind of carry it out to the world the ones that were accepted went on like a five-day uh deep dive in poland and you can you can apply for this without you know wanting to be an instructor it's called the winter travel and i highly recommend it to to anyone that's um, of the course,
0: expedition we went... or correct
1: yeah 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 we i've went, been we actually went... ah. no no
0: Uh, I was actually checking, like, I wanted to do this actually this year, but so far there's no dates yet of the expedition yet, but uh, I've checked myself in a newsletter so I can keep myself uh, up to date when it gets released, but I would love to actually do that as well.
1: It's profound. I mean, the connection that we experienced, like 28 of us, only two women, sadly, but I think that balance is starting to shift. And we just, we went deep. We did lots of uh, deeper breathing techniques. We were sort of swimming in uh, and sitting in freezing cold waters for very long periods of time and you know coming out and then shivering and thinking we're going to hypothermic shock and then making that shift from distinguishing pain from fear and like trusting the body which sounds very conceptual and it is but once you make that somatic connection and relax your body warms itself up as it's meant to. And then you go straight back into the water again. And, you know, and then the next time you come out, you've made that connection. So you don't shiver and you're absolutely fine. And when you go that deep, when you learn to separate pain from fear at that level um, and lots of other sort of similar experiences, you're more than qualified to then take a bunch of people through a two-minute ice bath experience. You know, you've been very, very deep. The ability to teach helps a lot, of course, and hold space, you know, create a feeling of safety and make sure that people – actually know how to approach this from a mindset point of view, because that's a lot of it.
0: So during this time when you were being trained to become a Wim Hof instructor, going through all these new experiences and challenges, uh, what were some of the eye-openers or insights or, or lessons that you came to learn there?
1: That it all begins and ends with the mind. I know that's something that sounds like it belongs like in a Matrix film or, <laughs> or something like that,
0: but... It doesn't actually when well, you know more about it, <laughs> but maybe for some it might definitely be, but
1: go okay. on, sorry. <laughs> no, no, I mean, uh, everything we need is inside us. And once we learn to make that connection and we can overcome fear and, and operate from a place of kind of understanding, compassion, love, as woo-woo as that sounds, we are our own masters. There are no limits to what we can achieve. And the connection we build within ourselves radiates out to other how we relate to other people. And going back to what I was touching on, it's a big belief of mine that you start with yourself, do your own inner work, lead by example, then you can connect to other people, you relate to them in a different way, then you can relate to your environment a lot more as well. So, you know, a few deep breathing sessions, I would kind of stumble out into the snow and just be kind of sat on like a tree trunk, looking around me, like wanting to hug a tree, <laughs> just feeling a deep sense of connection that I just would have scoffed at like a year before, you know, but it was it was profound and deep and it wasn't just through deep breathing or taking drugs. It was, there was nothing like that. It was authentic and it felt real and beautiful. And then, so when I would then go back into the real world, so to speak, um, I would then, from this place, I, would, I could operate. And there was a great story when I was pickpocketed, a guy stole my iPhone out of my back pocket. And not only did I kind of not react I kind of just kind of calmly walked after him and we kind of talked our way through it. And, you know, long story cut short, he apologized and he gave me my phone back and we shook hands <laughs> and we went, we went off on our merry way. And it was only five, ten minutes later that I stopped and thought, what just happened? That could have gone a very different way. You know, um, I'm not saying that I walk around town like, you know, acting like Jesus on a daily basis. Of course, you know, things come up. But um, if we can talk. Try to operate or operate from that place, you know, just through kind of deep breathing and, and connectivity. Then you know the world's going to look very, very different. Quite soon, it all begins and ends with yourself. That's that's the that's the fundamental eye opener that I got from this.
0: That's a good eye opener, and it's very, very true. So I think we're at a good point here um, to go more in depth about the technique and the science around it. So the Wim Hof method is a natural method, meaning it doesn't require you to buy anything or so. It's natural. Now, for years, what Wiemalve has been doing was always thought scientifically impossible to voluntarily influence the autonomic nervous system. And, and just to give a brief explanation to everyone of what the autonomic nervous system is, and uh, please correct me if I get things wrong here, but it's the part of the nervous system responsible for control of the bodily functions not consciously directed, such as breathing, the heartbeat and dissective processes, or so at least that's what they always thought, uh, that it acts unconsciously. However, Wimov proved that wrong and not just alone on himself, but uh, on that anyone can do that as well. So just starting with the breathing exercises, how, how do they look like?
1: There's one technique and it's very simple. Um, and we, we take in like, you know, like 30 to 40 very kind of deep breaths, no force, but we're kind of oxygenating the body and flushing out CO2, essentially. Deep breathing to the point where our heart rate elevates. We're kind of training the cardiovascular and and the respiratory systems. And and then we actually sort of hold our breath out for as long as we can. Again, no force. And then we take a nice deep breath in. We hold that, refreshing the body with oxygen. And we kind of do this for three rounds. It's really that simple. And this does a bunch of things. This will kind of increase the heart rate, will will stimulate adrenaline and the the stress hormones, but in a controlled way. So we, we don't want to kind of... We're overactive in terms of stress and, and cortisol production with two kind of sympathetic nervous system. That's one element of the, the autonomic nervous system. And what we're trying to do is balance out sympathetic, parasympathetic. And so when we hold our out breath out, then that's stimulating the parasympathetic nerve, or the vagus nerve, sorry, in the parasympathetic nervous system and essentially like you know complicated science aside we're teaching the body through these two kind of in inverted commas extremes of deep breathing and then long out breath holds to be kind of more efficient with the oxygen that it's got we are with the deep breathing we're giving our blood system like uh we're actually increasing the alkalinity which is extremely healthy as we know like you know the acidity if, 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 it's the, if there's too much acid in the body when in, in the blood the oxygen then Basically, uh, that's where inflammation and, and, you know, even cancer kind of like thrive. So we don't want to be constantly in an alkaline state, but this technique increases the alkaline uh, level in our blood for several hours at times, which is a beautiful thing. It resets our um, endocrine system, which produces these hormones. So people with um, out-of-whack hormones that could lead to anxiety, you know, like too much serotonin, for example, or depression. It will kind of balance that out, giving people a very restful feeling, and then they can carry on with their day. It also, by uh, stimulating adrenaline, this suppresses the immune system. This is what Wim and a bunch of other guys uh, within two weeks of training could also show. We suppress the immune system. And temporarily that's a beautiful thing because if it's overactive with inflammation it there's almost like a reset hypothesis and so it calms down and then our immune system and essentially our entire nervous system gets a reset and that's a painless process it's actually extremely relaxing therapeutic and then from that we get a bunch of creative hormones Um, we feel great we feel connected productivity creativity you name it deeper sleep there's just Everyone reacts in different ways, but there's just so many different benefits from this technique.
0: Yeah, and that's all just, you know, to breathing, right? But breathing correctly.
1: <laughs> yeah, just breathe, <laughs> you know?
0: So, and and um, I don't know if this was correct, but when you do the exercise, the breathing exercise, do you also, so you're breathing 100%, but is it that you breathe out only like 60 or 70%? Or am I wrong on that?
1: Something like that, I mean, The goal is to kind of breathe in more than we're breathing out. So we're actually flooding the system with more oxygen than it's used to, thereby flushing out the the carbon dioxide. And that leaves us with a kind of tingling sensation um, in the hands and feet sometimes. And and it builds and it builds. And it's something new that we're probably not used to. But it's a a very healthy kind of purifying uh, technique that literally detoxes the body, which can flush out. All kinds of toxins, and that can be in the form of emotions sometimes. But unlike other breath techniques, which can be extremely deep and um, trigger your nervous system to kind of release trauma on occasion, and that's a very constructive thing in a, in a led environment. This technique you can do on your own, very safely, in a you know on a sofa, sat down or lie down somewhere, and you know there's there's nothing like that. It's it's a very relaxed process. It doesn't need to be led. You know, once you know how to do it, you can sit on your own and, and do it. My parents do it, you know, every day, <laughs> just sit on the sofa and they're not kind of Olympic athletes. They're not gung-ho driven people that, you know, want to breathe and get higher or anything like that. It's just a very everyday process for, for everyone.
0: It's actually interesting, um, and in, you see this in the Vice documentary of Wim Hof, but that it does actually release emotions in be- in people when you do the breathing exercise. And, and uh, they capture that moment in the Vice documentary of some people either screaming or crying, but it's very interesting just to see that, you know, through breathing, you can trigger and release things like that in your body
1: again. Well, let's be clear, like that is a deep dive. And that's not, the, the, that's a lot more than three rounds. You know, that's not going to happen if you stick to the three rounds, which are enough to generate uh, the, the hormone sort of response that we want that reduces inflammation. So you don't need to go that deep, but hey, if you want to, Go for it, you know, like the number one rule is kind of no force, you know, like take responsibility for yourselves and don't push things. But if you want to explore in a careful, constructive way, then then by all means. But that's what that was. But yeah, sure. We hold so much trauma in our bodies. Like think of like these animals that are hunted by lions. And there's a great documentary with a I think it was a a stag or something. And it, it played dead. The lion went off and did its thing. I'll come back and eat that later. Stag made a run for it, and as soon as it realized it was safe, and of course it was, you know, thumping with adrenaline, you know, its life was literally on the line, and it just shook all of that out of its system, it just shook it all out of its system somatically out, you know? We don't do that as humans. It's like, calm down, calm down, and, and then that trauma, be it childhood trauma, be it from an accident, whatever it is, we often kind of store that in our body and we don't process that. I mean, there's, you know, if you look into yoga and they'll talk about hip openness because so much of it is stored in our hips, for example, that's something that we can all work with and it becomes leaky and then it, it comes out in different ways and we're not even aware of it sometimes. And so controlled breathing and other forms of somatic interaction, body work, uh, beautiful releases and we literally let go of that trauma in, in, a, in a nice way. And this is a gentle way to do it with the Wim Hof Method. That's the nicest thing about it, as opposed to any other technique I've seen, all constructive and beautiful as they are. This is something you can do gently and you've got, you're not jumping on a train and you can't control it. You've got like, the lever. You can kind of take this where you want to. It's, it's, it's beautiful. That's interesting.
0: So the second pillar of the Wim Off method is the cold
1: exposure. Could you explain uh, how that looks? It looks great. Yeah. Um, it frightens a lot of people <laughs> because, um, you know, you see these people jumping into lakes and, and, and baths of ice. And, you know, why would you do that? Um, our bodies <laughs> are programmed to get out of that environment because yeah, it's cold. It's life threatening, especially, you know, when you're looking at four or five degrees of water, of ice water. That's very, very dangerous, you know. Um, so that training actually stimulates the same kind of response of adrenaline of course, but in a controlled way, once we learn to move our bodies from a sympathetic nervous system fight or flight state and control and and through like long, slow out breaths and mindset, we actually can learn to sit in the ice bath and just kind of tell our bodies, no, no, this is good, it's okay, it's safe. And listen to the warning signs. And again, if you want to sit in there for 10 minutes, then that's kind of dangerous, but it's listening to the warning signs. And learning bit by bit to step outside of your comfort zone each time. Um, we develop brown fat over time when we sit in, in the cold. That doesn't have to be always ice. But brown fat's are a, very, uh, a great way to burn white fat. So we're using minimal kind of uh, movement, just breathing essentially. Uh, cold exposure, which starts in the shower as well. You don't have to jump into an ice bath on day one. You know, There's a very nice online 15-day uh, cold shower challenge, and you start off hot and then you flick it to cold for 15 seconds i mean there's nice easy ways to get into it but that produces um, white blood cells which fight off diseases too bacteria and how do you feel you know that's again science to one side like how does it feel try it and when you step out you're 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 refreshed and instead of rushing to kind of warm yourself up stand there regulate your body yourself just sit there with the sensation calm your nervous system down it's in a slight shock, but your mindset will change everything, and then you build up your tolerance over time. So that you know, people with you do cold exposure, like myself, we can kind of walk around town, you know, in winter in a t-shirt if we want. It looks bizarre. The point is, the point is, the body doesn't react to the cold as much because the immune system has been uh, trained to become stronger. You give it a reason to become stronger by testing it gently. It's like going to the gym. You know, you kind of break your muscles, muscle fibers, so that they become stronger and you know that's it's gently exposing yourself to the cold like that has exactly the same effect and so with a stronger immune system the most important point sorry is that um you you know you're not going to get sick as much you're not going to get sick as much and yeah i cured my own autoimmune disease through this technique like wiped out all the way that inflammation but i'm never sick either i'm never sick you know and if someone's sick and they come up to me and i just give them a hug i welcome that challenge we need to give our bodies a reason to become strong because right now we can just go home at winter and we've got the heating on fall. You know, we never have to be cold. We never have to give our bodies a, a reason to react or develop or be challenged. And so when a illness does come along, the immune system's like, oh, oh, what do I do? And, and then people get sick.
0: So how, how does the cold exposure and the breathing actually work together?
1: The two separate elements um, that's kind of a, a classic misunderstanding that we're doing this breathing technique in the water and that's actually a golden rule is like never because mm-hmm. it's not a free diving technique and so many people like when like, I challenge themselves and hold their breath as long as they can underwater but this is super dangerous and yeah has proven deadly in a, in a few tragic cases. It's called shallow water blackout as well. I mean swimmers uh, die from it every year unfortunately. So these two elements are actually very separate. Um, the breathing we do in a safe environment, like on the sofa, on a bed, lying on the yoga mat. Uh, the cold exposure we can do directly afterwards once we're in a kind of calm state, in a shower or in an ice bath. But I recommend doing them completely separately. You know, these are both ways of um, testing the immune system. Of, so it's almost like they're both sort of 50-50. You know, one's 50%, the other is 50%. And together, especially in the scientific experiment, Wim was able to show that, um, and the other guys too, that the kind of inflammatory proteins, or well, him suppressing his immune system essentially, that they, they were reduced by 50% after doing the breathing, and then after jumping in the ice, it was almost 100% suppression. That's fundamentally how he essentially changed science, if we want to use grandiose terms, and said, that, no, you can control your autonomic nervous system, but essentially, they're both separate elements that are just as powerful as each other, but we don't do them together. You can do the breathing on its own, and you'll notice the benefits, but if you add the cold exposure into it, that's where the juice is, that's where the gold is, that's, um, that's that doubles the effect of the, of the method essentially.
0: Okay, so but like, because um, if you would take a cold shower and you would just like, you know, tense all your muscles and all, like mostly it does the opposite of actually, you know, making you feel warmer. So, but is it like you can relax yourself through breathing a little bit?
1: Yeah, I mean, when, when we tense naturally, right? When we're in a stressful environment, you know, um, especially in the cold shower, the trick is to relax. You know, the key word is surrender. You know, like, if you if you tense the whole time, and I've seen plenty of guys, and it's always guys kind of suffering and, you know, tensing and, like, get through it, survive. It's like, no, 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 no. Surrender. You know, like, surrender is, is the best way. Like, relax your muscles completely and, and long, slow, out breaths. You know, this is the way to do it. And you'll find yourself having stepped out of your comfort zone still miles away from your danger zone. That's the key. And just slowly building up that tolerance and stepping out of your comfort zone on a daily basis because you can stand in the cold shower for 30 seconds and after a few days your body's like hmm, yeah i've got this you know your body adapts to function just like if you go for a run you know like uh, let's say you're trying to do like 10 kilometers and it takes you half an hour or something just randomly after a week it's not going to take you that long because your body becomes stronger and it knows that and it's, it's exactly the same concept so we're just like always testing ourselves to become stronger and stronger and with our mind relaxing the body even more. Wim's not tensing himself at any point when he sat in an ice bath for just just shy of two hours. He's relaxing his body. He's using his mental strength to relax his body. That's how he's able to regulate his body temperature for two hours in the ice and the moments actually increase it.
0: So essentially, you know, when you're in the cold, you don't do the breathing exercise, but you do breathe like, you know, long
1: deep breaths in and out? The vagus nerve is stimulated by long slow out breaths. So the longer and slower the out breath, the calmer your nervous system will become. You know, in yoga, we, we call it like a moon breath I'm learning about. So that technique where in the evening you want to calm your nervous system, you breathe in for a count of four, and you breathe out for a count of eight. So that ratio of one to two, slowing down the out breath slows down the nervous system, and anyone can do this at any point in the day. Uh, this And, you know, just do that for a couple of minutes and watch the effect it has in your nervous system. It calms you down. And so you're doing that uh, in the ice or that in the shower. And at some point, you won't need to do that. And that's mastery. You know, you're sat in a cold plunge pool or in the ice. And once you can kind of shift away from needing to do that and just breathe as minimally as possible, that's the goal. That's where it's like, oh, I've got this. I've, my, You know, and then you'll find you'll be sat there for. A while comfortably and very minimally breathing. You're in a beautifully still meditative state. It's when you start shivering and when your body starts giving you signals that it's like, okay, now it's time to get out. You know, your ego will say, oh, maybe I can hit 10 minutes. But that's missing the point. You know, then it's like, okay, lesson learned. This is my limit today. Let's see what I can do tomorrow. And that might be more, that might not be, that might be less. But it's, um, there's nothing to prove. It's just learning. The cold is a teacher. And depending on our state of mind, on what we've eaten, on our stress levels, that could be a different time each day. It's just learning to listen to your body signals. That's the the connection I was talking about before. Very powerful.
0: So just a, a question more about the gold exposure. For someone who wants to start with it, and I will link up more additional information in the show notes for everyone to check out, but what are like the starting steps for someone to start with gold exposure?
1: I would... Go to the Wim Hof method.com look around and find like the cold shower challenge. It's on social media right now or in January as we record. Um, and they're doing like a January cold shower challenge. And I'd start by doing that step by step. You know, there's a very clear description. So on day w- or the first five days, you know, you have a nice warm shower as long as you want. And then you sort of turn it to cold, relax, count to 30 seconds, stop. And then, you know, just stand there for a bit and feel the effects. You probably feel quite refreshed, and then after five days, I think it goes up to a minute, etc. And then just follow that pattern. Cold exposure is not about jumping into the ice or a freezing cold lake and swimming around, and then coming out and mindlessly, because that's where we can really suffer. And then we're cold; our bodies move to blood, blood around to the core to protect it. And then when later on in the day, when it feels uh, up to a couple of hours afterwards, sometimes. The, that like uh, warm blood will move around the body again, but the cold blood that was in your hands and feet, remember the first things that get cold, uh, that will rush into the, the core, and then you have a core body uh, temperature drop. And that's actually sometimes dangerous, and most of the time will just lead to people sitting around shivering for a very long time. That's what I mean by mindlessly. So go to Wim check out the cold exposure, do the online course. That's profound. I did the 10-week one. There's an updated version. That's uh, that's great. They'll tell you a lot more about it. Um, or go to, you know, one of your instructors, wherever you are in the world, look for your nearest instructor and they'll probably be offering a workshop near you and go to one of these and then ask them, you know, we're all training how to deal with this um, and go from there. That's, that's probably the best way to do it. You can do all this kind of stuff on your own, but having people, of course, who've experienced in it uh, really, really helps.
0: Okay, so you've already touched a little bit about this though, but, um, you know, like people know now the breathing and the cold exposure, but I'm sure for someone who's never heard about this, will be like, okay, but like, why? Like, why would I do this? So, (laughs) like talking about the science and the research a little bit, like basically the combination of of breathing and and the cold exposure, what are the benefits of practicing the Wim Hof method? Why would someone, you know, practice it?
1: Do you want to have a connection to your body, that means that you will get sick in future a lot, lot less, if at all. Yes, check it out. Um, Would you like to have a technique in your toolbox that is guaranteed to work the first time you try it and will serve you for a very long time and is adaptable and you can play it as you want and move with it, changing the pattern slightly as you learn? That will give you clarity of mind. That will give you a way to wake up fresh in the morning, reset your immune system. That will leave you feeling more creative, able to sleep better. I mean, yeah, these, if, these, if this, these things are interesting to you, great. It's, um, it's a gateway to flow states. The amount of flow that I've experienced in my life since doing this is, is incredible. It goes, on, it goes on and on. I mean, if you like meditating and you find that kind of a struggle – Try meditating directly after doing the breathing. You're already there. You're deeply in kind of theta brainwave state, like subconscious. It's, uh, it's a very powerful way into doing that as well. And if you're not into any of that kind of uh, side of things, and you want to enhance your kind of sports performance... Check it out as well. I mean, we've been working with, like, extreme athletes, like guys, Alistair Overeem, the UFC fighter, Laird Hamilton's, like, you know, relatively well-known uh, big wave surfer. I mean, the, the testimonials on the website alone are, are enough to kind of, for someone to find something in there that's interesting for them. It's it's really universal. Like I said, if my parents practice it, you know, I've, I've helped people, or I've, I've shown people the method. They've done the work themselves, right, like close friends, people I've never met before, that have had lyme disease fibromyalgia um, anxiety stress they people smoke less as a result people have come off antidepressant tablets uh, similar stomach illnesses to mine i mean the list goes on there's just it's a profound way to learn to self-heal and build a beautiful routine into your day that helps you reduce stress i oh, know i'm sold
0: <laughs> <laughs> well me too though <laughs> and um like how by practicing it can one control their autonomic nervous system
1: Wim says feeling is understanding and that's Kind of something I just thought, what but you 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 get it You really get it when you deep breathe when you perform this breathing technique. You're left with a very sort of clear uh, feeling of relaxation clarity of um, You're energized as well and you start making connections like physical connections with your body so that is a beautiful thing in and of itself. And then you start to listen to the signs that your body gives you, as opposed to, you know, what your mind is telling you, the sign, the body tells you things with feelings without, not with language, right? So as esoteric as that may well sound, that's kind of the trick. That's, that's how we influence the autonomic nervous system. We don't, we can't voluntarily go, Oh, can I have some adrenaline, please? That's not what this breathing technique gives us. I mean, that's still not the case. It's as a result of this deep breathing, of a controlled decision to deep breathe and then hold the out breath and and perform this like simple routine. That's how we're able to generate the adrenaline in a controlled sense that the body's not in shock. It's not overreacting. We're teaching it to perform at a higher level. We're teaching it where there is inflammation, where there is um, an out of balance hormone system. Oh, to become aware of that. It's really about presence more than anything else. And the body then starts to self-regulate. It starts to self-heal it understands where it's at. Whereas if your brain and, you know, if you're in stress mode the whole day, if you're working constantly, if you're not taking time out, if you're distracting yourself with like binge watching Netflix, I mean, it's a way to relax, you know, that's that's, that's no judgment there. But if you're not taking the time to just check in and tune in with your body and give it what it needs and understand what it needs, you know, I mean, nutrition's a, a such an important uh, aspect of how we can be good to our bodies. But my belief is that once we learn to manage the autonomic nervous system with this breathing and and, and cold exposure, reduce inflammation, in my experience and a few other people's, the nutritional aspect isn't as important. We all need to know about nutrition, but I can now eat what I want. You know, that's freed up that for me, which is um, I'm so grateful for. Now I can, I don't have to make choices and be obsessed with different kind of diets all the time, you know, because people try these and how many years I spent working with different diets to try and work out which was the right diet for me, um, whereas what was really underlying underneath all of that was this inflammation. Inflammation, mm-hmm. as in an overactive immune system based on too much stress in our lives, chronic stress, inflammation is at the root of 95% of all chronic illnesses. You know, So if we've got a tool which is scientifically backed up that shows not just Wim, but a bunch of guys who did the same test as Wim, and within under two weeks of training were all able to influence their autonomic nervous system to the point where they can reduce inflammation. That's powerful. That's that's the reason to get involved. And there's no kind of, uh, you know, you have to put a mala on or or, or chant. You know, there's no kind of mantras necessary. I mean, that's your thing. Great. But this is for anyone because it's just a simple breathing technique. We can, if we can prove we can like reduce inflammation, that that's that's a very very powerful thing.
0: That's well explained there. So, oftentimes when I talk about you know Wim Hof and Wim Hof method to someone who has never heard about it, and and I start explaining some of the breeding, which is fine, people are okay with that part. But once, however, I start talking about cold exposure. That's where almost everyone goes, like, okay, no thanks anymore. Because for most, the call is only seen as something unpleasant. Meaning, something not good, something to avoid. And I really wonder, as you've done so many workshops now teaching the Wim Hof method, how do you, if there's something, like, how do you help someone who could very much benefit from this method to shift their mind around into exposing themselves to the cold, to not seeing it as something bad? Like, is there something that you say or do, like... I wonder about that.
1: <laughs> I mean, I can stand up in front of crowds and, and, and go on about how great it is, and I've done that many a time. Um, but at the end of the day, if people are ready, then they're going to come to this, you know, and that's that come to anything. You know what I mean? It's um, I've given up kind of just sort of trying to lasso people. Go, no, don't trust me. This this is great. This is great. And they're like, I'm not ready for this. I don't want to do this. It's OK. Um, the fact that I've taken hundreds of people now through this ice bath experience with no previous cold exposure. I mean, if you're doing this on your own, it's essential that you build up gradual cold exposure uh, resistance. But if you're in a setting with me, I can take you through two minutes of sitting in the ice and you're going to be sat there like calm as a Hindu cow, as Tyler Durden likes to say, and and come out in a deep state of meditation or relaxation and be like, wow, I just, I can't believe that just happened. You know, like 70-year-olds, like people with illnesses like raynaud's syndrome which again is kind of like risky but once you create a safe environment and you give people the tools which essentially is like long out breaths and self belief and then in in the ice of course then some people are a bit panicky and they're okay I'm here you've got this and it's a very empowering thing but I can't you cannot you can lead a horse to water as the saying goes right but you can't make it drink it's like look this is this method can give you this but there are people that I'm not interested in getting into the cold. And I understand and respect that. It's one modality. It's the most powerful modality I've found, of course, with my own autoimmune disease. But there are people out there doing kind of yoga, qigong. They've got their own thing going on, and it works for them, you know. Find what works for you. I think this is really powerful, but I, I can't do anything other than just lead by example and go, look, this is how it works. Look how many people are getting something out of this. But essentially, you've got to have that will inside you. If your why isn't clear as to doing something, you're going to jump out of the ice bath immediately. It's um, it's really down to the individual.
0: Yeah, very true, very true. Do you have um, any stories that you could maybe share from your workshops or your coaching where you changed someone's life or helped someone who was fighting any disease, fears or struggles through the Wim
1: Hof method? Um, Yeah, several hours worth. (laughs) That's the beautiful thing about this, The, 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 the moment of watching someone sat in the ice bath Serene, having been so fearful before and then and come out just going, wow, I can't believe I just did that. And it shapes or reshapes their perception of what's possible. And then suddenly it's not just a disease that you know they think they can now do something about, it's their life. <laughs> and then I get people writing to me going, wow, like I've just reshaped my life. I've just, I, I want to do this course and I didn't realize that was possible and thank you. And it's like, hey, all you need is a little kind of, there's a door. There it is, like, check it out, see what's through it. And then and then suddenly things things change. Our perception of what we think is possible has is, is become very skewed. I think. Where Wim says it, you know, we can all do so much more than we think. Like, this method's got nothing to it. It's not really about an ice bath, you know? The, the physiological benefits of getting into one are profound, but it's like, you just got into a bath full of ice and you controlled your body's response to that. Wow, well done, you know? And then that just gets people going off in all kinds of directions um some other examples yeah like i said before like a friend with anxiety he um he was terrified of speaking in front of groups of people and he's a teacher oh, that was
0: actually that was something i actually wanted to ask you about so so yeah please go on sorry about that.
1: no no worries um he's a, a teacher in a school and he has to speak in front of i mean kids that's not the problem but there's parents evening there's a big old you know group of parents come in and boom 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 boom, boom and anxiety's a this is a tricky thing, and especially with that level of performance. Like, I'm going to talk to you about your kids. And, yeah, that's that's not an easy situation. And he would get panic attacks big time. But now he has his technique and he goes and does the Wim Hof method in a little room somewhere before. And he comes out and he bosses the place. <laughs> so <laughs> he, he just, just walks does out and he's like, bam, the breathing. anxiety's gone. Just the breathing. What a tool to just be able to pull out of your box and go, okay, I've got this. You know, like my first time that I had to speak in front of an audience, like I had to, like I, <laughs> I chose to do a presentation back last March, in front of me, it was like eighty people rocked up. It was like, whoa, okay, yep, thank you, universe. And same problem. What did I do? <laughs> you know, I did the Wim Hof method. And I came out, and it wasn't the best presentation of my life. It was my first, but wow, that anxiety completely gone. That that reset was there. Like I said, like a close family member has been on has been t- depressed most of his adult life, and he was being he's been on antidepressant tablets, and again we sort of sat down together. We did this, and he's been doing the cold showers and the breathing for the best part. I think it was nine months or something. And he rang me up one day and he said, "Hey, I think I'm ready to come off my antidepressant tablets." You know, and it's like to do that to be able to introduce that to a family member. you know, that's, that's that's profound. Really. Profound. I, the, that moves me just to even think about it. It's 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 the ability to self heal, no matter what your what your thing is. This may be an illness. It might be stress. It doesn't matter. It's um and the ability to physically self heal as well. Like a, a good story to tell is um from Casper uh, van der Damolen. He's the kind of the science guy and the sort of head instructor behind the Wim Hof Method. And he makes the method teachable and is just an awesome human being. And uh, he tells a great story of. Sort of the barefoot marathon in the hills because just that's what he does. And he ran past the horse and the horse kicked him over essentially. And I think he broke a bunch of ribs and not only was he able was he able to regulate his response to the pain. And so when the paramedics came along, he's got these cracked ribs and, you know, open wounds. And they're like, are you, you okay? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And, you know, it really hurts here and here. And, like a goo. and they stitch it up and then he, he goes home afterwards and they say, come back in a couple of weeks and the stitching will have come out. And he thought, okay, I'm just going to do the breathing, see what I can do here, you know, oxygen, oxygenate the body, and just see what this self-healing thing can really do. And sure enough, I think it was maybe, I think after a week, I might have that slightly wrong, but, you know, way short of the two weeks that they quoted him, his stitches came out, and the bruising was significantly reduced. And he went back to the hospital, and he said, yeah, my stitches have come out, can you, you know, do something? And they, they couldn't believe it. They had to double-check their records, like, this is, this is remarkable, like, how can this have happened that, that quickly? This isn't, you know, this isn't like witchcraft, you know. This is just from simple breathing. It's uh, it's profound. I keep saying that, but... I'm
0: it's very underestimated breathing. Very, very underestimated.
1: Highly agree. Yeah. <laughs> this is the simplest thing in the world. You know, we've all sort of forgotten how to do it properly. And uh, people want to think, like, how do you breathe? How do you get this technique right? And they want me to explain it a lot. It's like, okay, just do it. <laughs> Deep breath in, let go. It's, it's the simplest technique. And yet, as humans, we've become so kind of... Uh, conditioned to, to, you know, do a technique and get get it right and think, oh, is this okay? And we're so in our heads analyzing. It's like, stop, breathe, feel, relax, you know? It's, it's the simplest thing in the world, and yet we we even over overanalyze and, and break that down too much sometimes.
0: And, you know, I think this is where a lot of people are also skeptical about things like this because they think everything has to be extremely complicated before it has to work. But this is, like, so simple that some people are like, yeah, I mean, can it work when it's so simple? but uh but yeah i would just say like really try it because it does really work and it doesn't have to be complicated because most things that actually work are not complicated
1: so but uh absolutely i mean if i may say quickly like i mean i'm not a snake oil salesman i've you know no benefit in promoting going online and just google like wim hof vice you know watch this 35 minute documentary and just you know see if you're not inspired see if you don't get a kind of a sense of awe and like what's going on here i mean if that doesn't inspire you i don't know what will but um you know add the science <laughs> and then off you go it's uh, it's uh, a beautiful journey
0: yeah i watched it before like uh two days ago uh once again and it's very yeah very inspiring i highly recommend it as well and we'll link it up in the show notes for everyone Rich, I just have two more questions here on the main subjects, as I could seriously keep throwing questions at you. But uh, you're <laughs> you're the founder of Real and Coaching, where you offer services as one-on-one coaching, public speaking, in company training. Now, what else besides the Wim Hof method has changed your life that you teach many people that you work with?
1: Oh, I'd say, I mean, you know, it's difficult to get yoga into. Uh you know, corporate (laughs) environments. But I think, um, mindfulness is the buzzword. Uh, and there's, there's no kind of, you know, esoteric attachment to it whatsoever. So that's kind of, that's a nice way to introduce essentially meditation and mindset. Mm. You know, like when I go back to the the Wim Hof Method has taught me, it's that we can influence so much of what happens in our body and, and our lives. And there's so many beautiful ways to do that. And I think what I, what I teach essentially through so many different ways and modalities is just a way for you to just take a step back, you know, stop. Come out of your head and your monkey mind and just feel your core. Just feel that that, that source, that piece of you, that, that soul that's absolutely you, that's got nothing to do with stories or your concerns or your the shit that you bring with you in life, you know? It's like you just connect and stop. And so many people... We'll never discover that, and that's just the tragedy. For me, that's my that's the number one goal in life. If I can just do that for 10 seconds, I can get someone to stop and just connect to that part of themselves. we like, oh, wow, you know, I'm awesome, everything's okay. <laughs> and then from there, start to kind of just look into that place a little bit more often. There's plenty of labels for it, and, you know, you can make your own judgments, whatever. But for me, it's just that, that source, that part of you that's really your center, your core, and the more we can connect to that and more just on a daily basis, even if it is for 10 seconds and then just build from there, you can use meditation, you can use breath, you can use all sorts of mindfulness techniques and movement. It doesn't matter, but I've got enough tools to help you find your way to access that point. And as soon as you've accessed it, most people are like, oh, ooh, can, can I have a bit more of that, please? It's like, yep, <laughs> sure you can. And you don't need me. You know, I'm not someone that's like, you know, you're going to be I'm going to be coaching you for, you know, for two, three months. It's like I can do that. We can we can make huge shifts in your life and your relationships and your work. And no problem. Happy to do that. But what's interesting for me is to be able to give you a tool, whichever tool works best for you to really do the work yourself and not rely on anyone else, not rely on external influence, uh, approval, appreciation, medication, you know, nothing like that. Everything we need is inside us and once we've found our way to tap into that sense that felt sense life takes a very interesting and more kind of deeper turn i think it's more rich it's more rewarding it's uh, and it's where we can all be it's where we can all be it's like win want strength health and happiness for everyone same vibe just find your way into it and then uh, keep going there
0: yeah it's all just about coming back to yourself which we do yeah, uh, many times not anymore, too, so. Yeah, we just watch Netflix. <laughs> yeah, and there's plenty of cool true. stuff on
1: Netflix, you know? There's plenty of cool stuff, but it's like, if that's your go-to every single time you stop and and relax at night, you know? If every time you stop and you're on your own, you go to your phone, it's like, hang on, is there maybe something else we can appreciate? You know, it's it's that addiction that we, we can, once we become aware of, once we have awareness over our behavior, then we've got the key, and then we can start to do something about it.
0: And it's 100% of an addiction. Like social media is made to, to, like it's a slot machine, like it's made for you to always come back to it. But the same like Netflix, like it's always made to keep your attention. And because it keeps your attention and you're not aware of it, you never make time to actually go and just spend some time, you know, with, with yourself and, and explore yourself inside and all but it's yeah just becoming aware of that that you're addicted actually because if the first thing that you do every morning is to check your phone that's probably not a good sign
1: <laughs> I mean yeah I mean Simon Sinek does a great talk on that right yeah he's like does. you know get yeah. an alarm clock don't say that that's your alarm clock and that's why it's by your bed you know yeah. and these are all things that we can all we can all work on it's uh, mm. to me it's not about sitting on your own and self-reflecting the entire time that can also be a bit too introverted, you know, connection means different things. And I like the phrase from Eve Ensler, uh, community is the cure. Feel connected to yourself so that you can then feel connected to the people around you. Where is your tribe? Find your tribe. You know, who are these people that reflect your values They don't have to wear the same clothes or the same music? What mm. are your values? Know that about yourself and then spend time with the people that reflect those more than anything else. That's, that's kind of the way around it for me. That's connection. Figure out that within yourself. And maybe that is people that also want to sit around and watch Netflix sometimes. I'm not shitting on Netflix the whole time, you know. It's it's a symptom. It's it's a tool just like so many things in life. It's like how we use it. How often we use it. Yeah, you got
0: to keep it balanced there. This last question uh, that I have might be quite broad, but is there something you feel that many people often misunderstand? Or get wrong at first about either your coaching services, the Wim Hof method, or just about you that you would like to clarify
1: here? I'm not a solution. I'm, I'm not. I can't help you. I can't help anyone. No coach can help anyone. People have to help themselves. A coach's role is more to um, show people the doors and kind of see which ones they want to go through. You know, I've, I've got the tools, I've got the tricks, I've got the ways. And it's about you kind of which ones you identify with. You know, that's kind of perhaps a misunderstanding and a misconception that I've I've had before. I'm not a solution. You know, like my life is my life and it works for me. And your life is going to look really different. You know, some people come along and, and they oh, how do I get that life? It's so, all well, the morning routine question, for example. Like I can't stand <laughs> because it's like, yeah, what's your morning routine? And if I could list it, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. It's like, pff, why? What works for you? You know, like i journal that works for me like maybe you need to go run or, or punch something you know <laughs> i don't know but like figure it out for yourself I, I, I don't know that question because we've got to figure out our own way and i think there's a lot of people that are looking for something and that was me as well we got all looking for something you know since like religions kind of come out of the picture and, and, and understandably so this is problematic right but Community was at the basis of it. It was society's first attempt at, you know, philosophy and community and it's become problematic and let's not go there. But since that's kind of really disappeared, people are looking for something. They're looking for meaning. I want that. I want that interest, that curiosity. And there's something I can do something with. But again, you look inside yourself and bam, there it is. That's that's what I can help you do. I guess that's a misconception sometimes. It's not that, like, do A, B, C, and Bob's your uncle. There you go. Off you go, and you're happy. That's not how it works, you know? If you want to take the, the deep dive, you know, if you want it, the, the inside job, that's, that's where it's at. It's not about kind of reaching out and, and copying kind of other people. It's about experimenting and finding, out, finding your own way and identifying with that passionately. That question you asked me earlier, how do you know? How did you know this Wim Hof thing was for you? where your friends were looking at you like laughing their heads off, going, oh, Mr. Iceman, breathe. You know, there was mockery from close friends, you know. They were just like, what are you doing? Now they're kind of like, oh, wow, you're living in Bali and you're traveling and you're, you're helping, you know, spread this uh, profound technique around the world. This is working for you and I see you're happy and I'm so happy for you, you know. But I had to kind of step out of what was normal in order to kind of get there and receive mockery. Like Wim himself Endured that to such a degree for so much longer, you know, until suddenly, finally, the science backed him up. And you can see him in this documentary. I have a little tear and it's, oh, man, it's beautiful. I can feel my skin kind of tensing as, as I think about it. It's that like, I knew it. I was onto something. I believed in this and I continued and bam. You know, it's that kind of sense of identity. That's what, that's what we've all got inside us, which the light's not always on it. That's what I can help you do, but you've got to identify yourself.
0: And, and this is actually also for me, the difference between a good life coach and a bad life coach. Like a good one is exactly like what you were saying now is actually saying that, you know, they don't want to keep the person, but a bad one just wants to always like give a little bit, but not everything. And so to keep the person because they're more after the money instead of actually the real caring for the person. So I'm very glad you actually clarified that because the word life coach and coaching, like it has gained a bad name in some aspects because it's been misused. But I'm very happy that there are people like you who are giving it the good light and that it is actually like, there are amazing life coaches out there, like with the real intention of really wanting to help others.
1: I do my best. (laughs) It's it's a waking intention. It's that like, you know, I was there, like, let's say almost a year ago, I bought a flat, I'm living in Portugal, I'm surfing every day, I'm living this lifestyle with this company I built myself with a great uh, business partner, you know, checked all the boxes, but something was missing, you know, I wasn't giving anything back. And it was that's for me, that was the drive. And so then shifting away from that into that sense of, of service, because I had everything on paper and yet something fundamental was missing, like giving back and I think we can all give back once we get to a stage where we understand what it is that we can actually give. I agree.
0: Rich, with that final question of the end questions, I do already want to thank you for the very informal and insightful interview where honestly, like for everyone listening, this could change your life around in dramatic ways. I could only recommend anyone to give the Wim Hof Method a try. Now, like I already said, like additional information about the Wim Hof Method uh, will be in the show notes of this episode. So before you do uh, proceed, go and check that out first. Now, Rich, before we say goodbye, I have just two end questions of the show that i like to end this interview with. And the first one that I have is, what words of wisdom, what advice has helped you through your life? And you can take your time with these questions, of course, so no rush on it.
1: The advice that I received that I found the most useful has been from people who weren't even trying to give it. (laughs) And it's been through life lessons and stories and leading by example. So what I've learned is by looking at people and thinking that's not how I want to do this. No, absolutely not. And and there's one quote I've forgotten, that's super frustrating. (laughs) You know, from who? Yeah, an old friend, Amy, from years and years ago. Must have been 24. I, should, I, remember, I remember the quote, but it's actually like sort of pretty foul language. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. <laughs> so I'm, just, I'm not sure if that's appropriate, but um, can I say
0: it? Of course, yeah.
1: All right. So a great piece of advice that made me laugh a lot and made me really stop was when I was uh, 24 and a friend of mine, Amy, she just looked at me. She was like, life's too short for wankers. <laughs> and, <laughs> that's you, you know true. she's She's not an intolerant person that just is her, only has her way. What she meant with that, and I think it's, it's, it's clear to anyone really that is it, is that you find your tribe. If these people don't resonate with you, mm. then why would you waste your time? You know, it's like you be friendly, you be tolerant, like be excellent to everyone. You know, that's, that's really important, right? Like if someone else is like walking around with a foul scowl on their face, it's because they're suffering. Anyone who causes suffering in this life is suffering themselves. You know, that's fundamental to understand. So I took all of this from her. Uh, uh, it's taken me a long time to implement these things because I've had my own sort of issues over the years as well. But it comes back to that idea of like, look, we don't resonate with each other. That's OK. You're going to go hang out with these guys and I'll be, I'll be OK with these people over here. But it's find your tribe, find that connection, find that connectivity and don't compromise on that. A friend of mine, when I quit a job years ago in a music store, he played uh, Frank Sinatra's My Way. Mm-hmm. I was like, what are you doing? I hate Frank Sinatra. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's not the point. <laughs> he said, is this, is this like a tribute? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, you've always done things your way. It's like I've managed to piss a few people off over the years, and, and I've kind of honed that skill of saying what I want in uh, perhaps <laughs> and what I think in a, a more kind of uh, digestible fashion, let's say. But it's that like this is who I am. This is what I want. This is what I think. Um, and it's led me far in life just because I know certain things about what I want and what I don't want Sitting in an environment when it doesn't suit you Why am I here? Why am I doing this? This doesn't feel right. It sounds extreme, but it's like no, no, no This isn't working for me. What does work for me? Find your own way find your own path I'm repeating myself from earlier, but this is this is the gold
0: It's very true because I feel a lot of people are wasting their time in life I mean like you only <sighs> It, of course, depends how you look upon life. But if you only have one chance, then why would you waste your time on things that you don't like or spend time with people that you don't want to spend time with? Like, I don't see the point either
1: of it. Friendships change, right? I mean, even, even the people that you love and you spend time with, I mean, you grow apart suddenly because of life shifts and stuff, and that's okay. Like, love, hey, all these things are just energies, right? I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's how you transform them, how you work with them. Right, so the end of a relationship can be a tragic kind of thing, and there's all these kind of repressed emotions, or it can just be transformed into something a lot different, but still work. You know, it's it's really our ability to shape that, to shape that energy, and work with it. It's a tricky thing, but that's uh, that's that's the work. Definitely.
0: So, Rich, before I ask the final question what is the best place for listeners to connect with you and find more out about what you do
1: like your workshops your coaching and everything um yeah my website uh, realign.co that's re-align.co um, hopefully in the show notes there's facebook and instagram it's rich realign or like one phrase these are the best ways to get in touch with me but then to see what i'm up to and whereabouts in the world i am and what i'm doing all
0: right definitely this will be linked up in the show notes for everyone to find so, the final question that I have for you, Rich, is from everything that you've seen, experienced, lived, and learned in your life, what is the one thing you know to be true? That I know
1: absolutely nothing,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that I am insignificant, and what I do with my time is, is everything. Very, very true, which I
0: greatly, greatly agree with. Rich, Thank you just so much for, for this interview. I really, really appreciate it and enjoyed it. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me and letting me uh, come on and speak my piece. That's it for this episode, everyone. Hope you all enjoyed it and gained something valuable out of it, whether it was some of the many words of wisdom rich set that stuck or a life-changing method. If you are, by the way, interested in going more in-depth into the Wim Hof method, I would highly recommend checking out the show notes of this episode. Links to everything we talked about can be found there and additional links to information about the Wim Hof method and some more about the research and science too. Of course, in the show notes, you will also find every possible way to connect with Rich himself. I would say if you want to go further with this, the 10-week e-course which is linked up in the show notes is a great way of starting. As well joining a workshop either with Rich or any of the other instructors that are around the world. Now I'm not saying this because there are any additional benefits for me, but simply because it's a known truth. I went to one of Rich Wim Hof workshops in Bali, which was excellently done and highly informative while practicing the Wim Hof method together with a group of other people. Have a look at his website and check out the retreats, events, and workshops he's currently holding. Maybe it's not too far from where you are. Now, once again, all this information is found in the show notes, which are located in the description of this episode. Just follow the link and it will lead you there. Thank you for spending time with Rich and me. I really am glad about people like you who are just investing some time to learn more about themselves. And this kind of episodes hold great potential, not like as we talked about in the interview, to say something bad about Netflix or social media, but since so many more are spending more time on that than actually investing in themselves, I'm very happy that there are people like you who are actually taking time to listen to an interview like this, holding great potential to change your and anyone's life around. I wish you an absolutely pleasant day or evening, wherever you are. And I hope to see you again on another episode of the Inner Picture Stories podcast. Until then, this is fast. Fass, signing off. See you next time, guys.